Alright, here is a completely improvisational attempt at trying a podcast by myself. Um, I just moved into a new apartment, um, and times are a little bit hectic. I don't have Wi-Fi yet, um, and so there was this whole stress about getting one of the episodes that I've already shot, edited, and uploaded, but because I would need to take so long to do it, I would need to go to like a library and sit there for a while, and I just, not having internet, I should have queued it up and had it ready to go. It, uh, I failed you. I don't know if I'm talking to the audio listener, the YouTube watcher, or just me shouting into the void. Who knows if this episode will even air. Um, I'm doing this weird thing I'm noticing every time I try to shoot an episode by myself, um, I end up closing my eyes because I can't, um, I don't know, I can't focus otherwise. I don't know if this is, um, you know, this is the ADH deep dive. I have a problem with being distracted. Um, And a, a sort of different thing that's happening right now too is that I usually have my camera going, um, with my microphone pointed at my face, but right now I just have my iPhone recording next to me, and I'm gonna try to noodle with some of the audio to make sure that it sounds bearable. Um, I'm just sitting in my new room that doesn't quite feel like my new, like my room yet, because my art's not up. Like, I have some of my plants around, and you may hear some jingling, because... (laughs) My dogs are sitting next to me. Um, Why don't I just preemptively, I'm gonna take their collars off. And just like every pet owner says when you take a dog's collar off, oh my God, you're naked. You're you're naked, Gus. You're naked, Judah. Um, No, just me, is that weird? Um, I'm just sitting with my mattress that's currently on the floor. I don't have my desk. I don't have like my studio lights set up. I don't have, uh, I have, I have a ukulele sitting next to me. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like my place yet. And I move like all the time. I'm, I'm moving like every year just because, oh, okay, just to be clear here, my dog is getting a drink of water in the back. She's a loud drinker. Are you getting? You gotta stay hydrated, Jude. She paused, as if like, hey, "This is cool. Can I? Can I be doing this right now?" I'm so sorry if this is unusable because this isn't. This is a podcast, right? Like the audio is supposed to be good. I'm not supposed to be just in an empty room. I'm supposed to have like, you know, filtered audio, and I'm supposed to have a plan here. But I'm new to this, right? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. I don't even remember what that is, but I know that someone just got upset or had a nice taste of nostalgia there. I just know that it's a thing that triggers people (laughs) in multiple ways. What was I saying? I just, I don't know. I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm moving all the time. For one reason or another, you know, they can either be like for cool reasons or sad reasons, like I wanted to pursue something different, um, so I moved somewhere to try to try it out, or I, uh, you know, was in a relationship and then we broke up and it didn't work out, so I had to move, and then it was like, well, there's nowhere else to go but go over here, and so I bounced over here, and that's kind of how I landed in New York to begin with, you know? Um, 
And we're not really gonna explore that part of my life. We're just, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying I move a lot. And it seems to be like every year. So it's like, by the end of the year, you know, I feel good. Like, I, I'm in my space. My art is up. I feel like I've allowed myself to be creative for a little bit towards the end. And so like, but it always happens during the winter too. Like I'm, I move like in this time, like the October, November-ish range. And then it's just kind of bleak for a while and it's cold and I can't really get out and explore the new city or explore the new neighborhood. And, you know, I, I guess I could, you know, bundle up, but I'm cold. It's cold here, right? And I'm usually in Michigan. And even when I lived in New York, like that was unbearable. There's, okay, there's one thing, there's, uh, okay. I have a lot of problems with the area that I live in, not just the area that I live in, but the state, Michigan. I grew up Northern Michigan. I had some problems with the area. A few things I have to give it credit for. It is like stunning. It's beautiful. When the fall colors like finally hit, even as a colorblind dude, like you can tell that shit, it pops, okay? And as much as I would love to complain about how shitty the roads always are, because they are, it's Michigan. It's snowing, hard, heavy. They're kind of brutal winters and they get really cold. But I do tend to hear a lot and I've contributed to the complaints of how bad the roads are. They do a hell of a job taking care of them. Okay, sorry, there's a some incredibly fast motorcycle or whatever. What do you even call those things? They're bikes, but like, I feel like they're not called, I feel like there used to be a time when every fast bike to me was a crotch rocket. And I don't think that's actually even what they were called. I just think that it was like the name that caught on because I don't, I don't know, I, like when I heard the word crotch rocket, like as a kid, you know, you kind of giggle about it because you know what a crotch is. And then you like start to understand. It's like, oh, because it goes really fast. But every single, fa- I'm just, I'm not a bike dude. I'm not a car guy. I just, you know, I just hear what people call things. And then um, I follow their lead. I'm a follower. I'm not a leader. Okay. Let's be real. Um, wow. This is difficult <laughs> and fun. It's a fun experiment. Um, you know, I'm talking to the void, of course, right now. Um, sign of progress, everyone, though. I've opened my eyes. Um, I am looking at my dogs. Well, I do have some paintings. I'm looking at my dogs, first and foremost, but I also have some paintings behind them of when I painted them. So there's paintings of my dogs, and I'm looking at my actual dogs. And that's helping me focus? I don't know. I'm actually critiquing my signature on the uh, painting of my dog, Gus, who for the longest time I thought was a dachshund pit mix. That's what I was told when I rescued him. But it turns out, um, although he does look like, you know, he, he could be that, you know, obviously it's believable, but it turns out he's a lab mixed with a, or a black lab mixed with a, um, a basset hound. So he's got these like stubby little legs and this big long body. It's the long body that made me believe that he was part dachshund just cause he's like goofy looking, you know? He's kind of a, he's a weird looking dog. <laughs> and now he's old and so he's got this like big saggy belly. I'm sorry, you probably also hear like, yeah, let's just listen to the dumpsters being dragged behind me. That's nice ASMR, right? It's garbage day in Michigan in my little pocket. So everyone's, um, you know, the sounds of the cities. Oh, 
There goes the dogs, barking at every single noise possible. I actually have this strategy for my dogs and, you know, for the listeners out there who do exist, I've found, and I appreciate you listening because I do hear that there are some loyal Monday listeners. Um, you know, the easy self-deprecating thing to say is, why are you doing this? Why are you listening to my voice every Monday? Um, but maybe you're not listening to my voice. Maybe you're listening to the guests, in which case this is a bummer for you, isn't it? It's a bit of a bummer. Anyways, yeah, my dogs bark at literally everything. And right now I'm in an apartment. I'm in an apartment. So like, you know, they're going to hear every single sound um, around the city and they're going to hear the people underneath me and they're going to hear every little creak and crack that the building has to offer. So when I usually have internet, I actually have a particular playlist that, you know, some of you are probably actually familiar with. It's the Lo-Fi Girl playlist on YouTube. So it's just that... Uh, you know, the little animated uh, uh, girl who's like, I don't know, writing or journaling or she's got her headphones on or whatever and then her cat's staring out the window and just wagging his tail. Maybe sometimes she's rubbing her belly. But uh, yeah, and then it plays lo-fi music. I don't know if it actually um, helps my dogs. I don't even think that it helps my dogs. I don't think that it calms them. My hope is that it's just loud enough in some capacity that it blocks out all external noise. Um... And then, you know, if people do happen to hear it around me, at least it's lo-fi, you know, it's tolerable. I feel like it's the, it's the elevator music of the 2020s, you know, like you just kind of hear it everywhere because it fits. And when you, when you really listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, this is lo-fi. I mean, just like elevator music, like it's technically music and I'm fine to listen to it and uh, it's great, it's soothing, but you know, all the time, um, it's just kind of background noise. Um, yeah, so, okay, all right, now I'm back on track in my own brain realizing how difficult this is, um, especially the fact that typically I want my episodes to go for an hour, um, and usually when I go on 10-minute rants, I'm, uh, interrupting someone, <laughs> and as bad as I feel about that, um, uh, I, I really do everything I can to, to help that, to stop that. I know that it is a critical flaw of myself that I, I, I just, when I have an idea, I just can't, I can't hold it in. All right, my eyes are back to being closed now because I'm... <laughs> oh, God. It feels like my brain is being, like, tickled. Like, like I, I don't, like, I have like these little synapses firing that say like, you're supposed to keep talking, but like, there's no, there's no structure. There's no organization. I'm just saying the words. It's like, okay, again, back to my eyes being closed. Everyone has those little like flashy stars and like, you can see little dots and sprinkles and uh, uh, like lights and flashes and whatever. Everybody has that. But then when you like stare for long enough, you start to think about things and you kind of like see things. You can make like little animated adventures in your brain. I'm just saying my animated adventures in my brain are the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm just seeing the words as if I'm reading them, and it's not a good book. It's not a good book. I'm just reading. I'm just reading what I'm thinking. And um, it's, a, it's a hardcover book. Um, let me describe it to you. It's a hardcover book. Um, the pages uh, have been bent. Uh, somebody, you know, licked their finger and bent the page, and that's gross. Don't lick your finger and bend the page. I understand, like, if you do it with your own books, but if you're in a library and you're, I'm watching you put that book back, 
or you're like handing me a, a, a money that you've counted out. First of all, don't lick your hands while you're sorting money. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. You will probably see me accidentally do it from time to time. I'm just saying, we all do it. Well, no, maybe we don't do it. Did I just admit to something I didn't mean to admit to? Do I even do it? I probably lied about that, but who knows at this point? Because I said it, right? I can't take it back. I probably do it. It's gross, though. And if I saw myself doing it in a mirror, I'd shame myself. And you should shame yourself, too, for it. Don't do it. It's gross. Money is disgusting. I worked in a bank once, and I touched too much money. And this was pre-COVID, and I really learned... I learned why... Hand sanitizer is 99% alcohol, or not alcohol, 99% effective. Because money is the most disgusting thing. I've seen people pull money out of their bra, out of their shoe. I've seen them bring it in like wet bags, like, or I've actually seen somebody, okay, somebody brought in a handful of like either Canadian or just some sort of foreign currency that they said they found in the lake in a waterproof bag. So like, I'm not saying that like, you know, that's inherently disgusting that they found it in the lake. I feel like the lake is actually, although I do hate the lake, it's cleaner than most um, people, you know? And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's like an, there's a spectrum of clean, you know, I'm not saying I don't um, skip a day or two accidentally uh, showering or whatever. I just mean, like, some people don't give a single shit about germs. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, give a sermon from the mound here. But on my throne, may I just look down to my followers. Few and far between, but I see you. And just request that if you love me, you wash your hands when you leave the bathroom. And try to open the door without using your hands, especially in a public bathroom. Meyer, Walmart, any grocery store, so many people are touching that. It's too much. Too many germs. Um, okay. Where do we go from here? <laughs> okay, I'm looking at a business card. Um, which has some sort of story to it. Um, and if it's not a good story, well, then you came here and you... Uh, am I putting this on you? I'm just going to tell the story. Um, I went to a grocery store yesterday. It's probably not even a good story. I went to a grocery store yesterday um, because I do like a delivery service through one of the gig apps. Yeah, you know the, you, you know them all. Um and it wasn't something I particularly wanted to do because, of course, like, I hate doing that shit because it's not video work. It's not creatively fulfilling. For all the reasons that everybody hates going to their job, I just didn't want to do it. But anyways, I went in, bumped into some dude handing out free samples of salsa. And it's the grocery store, so that kind of stuff happens all the time. Figured it was like, you know, Fritos or whatever. What's the brand? Uh, or, or a salsa brand. I don't know. Um, Tostitos. That feels like one. Yeah, Tostitos is definitely the chip. But anyways, it was this dude's handmade or homemade salsa. And even though I just um, gave a sermon from the mound um, about germs, I took this free sample that this man. <laughs> probably didn't wash his hands, handed to me on a chip. 
but he did have a rubber glove on. So, um, you know, all the airborne germs that landed on this chip and salsa uh, probably went into my body. But ignore the hypocrisy that's coming out of my mouth. Um, Your ears and eyes deceive you. The truth that you believe is true, that I'm a bit of an accidental hypocrite, it's not true. Anyways, the salsa was great. Pretty hot. Loved it. I'm a big heat guy. Um, It turns out this was not only his uh, uh, homemade salsa, but it was also his homemade chips. Um, He's just this small little business guy who apparently has like 60-some followers uh, on Instagram, small business, whatever. Anyways, um, the way that networking works as like a small-town freelance guy is I literally have to hand people business cards. It feels dirty. It feels like it's, you know, client work, and I don't particularly like the art of handing out my business card, and I don't know, it just feels weird and transactional. But anyway, we exchanged business cards, and it felt like a good, positive conversation. It felt like, um, even if this doesn't somehow turn into work, for me, um, somebody has my business card. And maybe... Just maybe one day he'll be going to throw out all of the random business cards that people have given him over the years that he potentially has rejected just because he doesn't give a shit about that. I mean, I'm just here to sell my salsa. I don't want to take your fancy pictures and have your camera pointed in my face. I just want to sell my salsa, which is admirable. I hate that I have to sell myself in this way. I do actually value that as a small business dude. Um, But anyways, when he goes to throw away those business cards, he'll look at my business card and do one of two things. One of three things. He'll either go, this is a cool looking business card, and then throw it away. Or we'll go, this is a cool looking business card. And call me up and be like, hey, I met you at the grocery store. I remember you. You're the bald guy who looks a little bit too much like Bill Burr and apparently is doing the same thing as Bill Burr because I'm just ranting right now in podcast form. No particular structure or outline. I'm just I'm just talking about stuff. I'm actually sitting on my bed, like I said, which is on the floor, looking down the barrel of my iPhone hoping that the do not disturb and low power mode and airplane mode and turning my wireless signal or my whatever, my whatever, turning it, turning all that stuff off so I don't get interrupted by a text or a notification. Um, Where the hell was I going with this story? (laughs) Uh, I guess I'm just saying it would be really cool if I end up, um, I'm just, okay, but you know what? All right. I'm really bad at this part. When I find out that I'm like in over my head, I panic. And even, even, okay, this is of course an exercise for me. I have to like, I'm talking to you because I know you're listening and you know who you are. And I've talked to you over the phone a few times and there are a few people out there who like have reached out. I'm very thankful for you saying that you actually tune in every Monday. Um, but this is 
you know, may I throw out the cliche thing that I keep saying? This is where the imposter syndrome really sinks in. I can fake it for a little while. I can fake it in rant form. I can rant about a particular topic or a particular thing for a while. But then when I hit a brick wall and I'm like, I either get no reception from the person I'm talking to, or I'm in this um, medium, literally not talking to anybody other than myself. And there is this weird, if I was doing it live, I feel like it would be different for me in that I know people are listening right now, but for you right now, it's a different right now for me. Let me look at the time. It is November 8th. Did you vote? Did you vote? Oh, God. Am I going to go on a political rant? I really don't want to. I really shouldn't. I feel like I could, though. I feel pretty politically well-versed. Is that what you want from me? Do Do you want a political rant? Is that where I go with this podcast? This podcast that's supposed to be about talking to creatives and talking about the struggles of creatives? Hmm. Can I interweave politics into that? TBD. Let's just say you should go vote next time because this episode will already be out and study what's on the ballot. And if there is something in particular that means something to you, whether you are on one side or the other, you should vote about it. Does that feel neutral enough? I feel like now is not a particularly good time for neutrality, um, but I'm uh, scared to talk about it because I know it's a slippery slope. Um, although, again, if we are considering this an exercise, it might come up sometime in conversation, and I can't, um, I can't lie to the people who listen to me, who trust. Mm, you know, who trust that I have something interesting to say every Monday. I can't, you know, edit. I mean, I I edit things out, but I don't edit, like, conversations out. I edit some gaps in conversation or, like, if I have to go pee or something. You know, I edit that out. But I've yet to get to a point in a conversation with someone else where we touch on a... um, we could say politically charged subject. None of that has come up yet. And I do feel like, again, I feel like I can contribute to that conversation. But I know that there is a good chunk of people who are not really, for one reason or another, whether they're just generally not interested in politics, which, you know, bums me out. I think people should pay attention to what's happening, but I'm not, you know... There's no bully pulpit here. I don't have a mass amount of followers to shame you if you don't do that. But they're coming. I'm building a little mund army, and we're going to shame you if you don't vote. There's voter intimidation about not voting, but I'm just going to shame you into oblivion until you vote. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. They might do it. I'm not liable. Um, what the hell am I talking about? 
uh, anyways, yeah, when like difficult conversations come up, they ha- they haven't really. There's nothing. There hasn't been anything that seems like in the like larger national zeitgeist that a conversation has come up that like is a touchy subject. But I don't want to like stop my guests or the conversation from going there. I just think that it's my job that I'm learning how to do to navigate it in a particularly creative direction. It doesn't need to be a creative discussion. I just feel like the, the, I want this, I want this creative medium thing, media thing that I'm pursuing, whether it's the podcast or like narrative stuff or whatever feel good or sad boy stuff that I put on my YouTube channel. I just want it to mean something to someone to multiple someones. And I feel like when you talk about something so politically charged, like, you know, the abortion debate, or, you know, the wealth gap conversation, or, you know, just anything that has to do with religion or lack thereof, um, you really turn off some people. And yes, to a certain degree, I would say that as much as I like to believe I am a love everyone or give everyone a chance kind of dude, there are some people out there that exist in the world that I have no interest in catering to. I don't want, like, if they listen to something and they think my opinion is shitty and that's enough for them to hate me, I don't want you listening anyway. However... Once you allow a platform to become, (sighs) once you use your platform for something, there becomes an expectation that you use that platform for other things. And right now, when I'm really just trying to see who I relate with first, like to see who out there exists that I can relate with or that relates to me, for me to do something, you might hear my dog snoring this whole episode, by the way. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to rudely wake him up a little bit. Hey, Gus boy. Hey, Gus. Could you wake up, bud? Um, I just, you know, you're rumbling. You're rumbling. That's all. You know? Here. I love this boy. Um, anyways, yeah, that I pretty much derailed the conversation with that accidentally. He just sighed behind me. He doesn't want to hear me talk about politics either. But everything seems to be political. This I'm doing a tricky little dance here. I'm trying to talk about politics without talking about... I'm trying to talk about politics without getting political. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that it exists peripherally around us. We know that the left and the right and the center and the up and the down and the diagonals, they're all fighting, right? Everybody's fighting. And I don't want this to be a place where the fights happen, but it would be interesting to me for this to be a place where we, we on the outside or we who feel unrepresented discuss the fight Right? Like, like, we don't have to, like, necessarily lean into an opinion and, like, alienate people around us because they don't necessarily agree with me. Although, yes, I have contributed to that. 
But don't kid yourself. If you've ever been politically motivated or excited or passionate or about anything political at any point in your life, when you get really passionate about something, you try to like go all in. And I was going all in and I was like, do I run for local Congress? Do people like me enough to vote for me? It was a vanity project. I'm really glad that I didn't do it because like running for office ruins your life. However, I got in some of the spats. I got in some of the political arguments. I got the likes on Facebook. I got the angry reacts on Facebook. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of sadly, I don't, wanna, I don't know if it's sadly, but I walked away from it. I'm very scared to engage in the public space in a combative way because I know it's very easy for me to do that. I can get angry very easily. I've, I don't really show that a lot on this podcast or whatever, anything that I've necessarily put out, but I'm very quick to anger um, and it's something I work on constantly. I feel like we all should, but I've got a little bit of a, a problem with getting a little too angry and heated. And then I say some things and some stuff and it makes people angry. And, um, you know, I probably shouldn't do that, but I'm trying, I'm trying to be a little bit better for you because you trust me. Um, and is this the place to do that? I don't know. When I'm having these one-on-none conversations where it's just me, myself, and I, you know, I feel like I could go there, but I can get in my own way, you know? Like, I can I can stop myself from going there because I'm a scaredy cat. But if it comes up in conversation, I'm definitely not a yes man in that I'm I'm okay to publicly disagree with you. However, like, I can't stop myself from getting in. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't stop myself from engaging in the conversation. And that's a problem, especially if I want to pursue some sort of public persona, right? Why I want to do that, I think, has made itself very clear. Um, I've, I've heard pushback to the word that I've used, um, narcissist. Maybe I'm not a narcissist, but I have narcissistic tendencies, narcissistic traits. Um, I am an attention, as, as you know, the, the, old, the old phrase, I'm an attention whore. Um, maybe, I don't know if that word's okay to use. I don't know. Are we in that world? Like, ah, see, that's what I mean. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to limit myself. I'm an attention whore, okay? I, I have a problem. I have a problem with, I just want people to look at me. I want people to tell me I'm good. Hang on, I got to take a drink. I'm dehydrated. I've been ranting for too long. My mouth's getting dry. I'm doing those wet mouth slaps. Hang on. Do you drink tap water? I drink tap water. Uh, there are clear arguments that I shouldn't. There are mounting bits of evidence that nothing you do or drink or eat is safe of the microplastics and such but i'm thirsty and like you know that the, the brita filter and all that stuff obviously not a sponsor um it's expensive and tap water is effectively free i mean uh, not free you gotta pay 
water and utilities and all that. I don't know. I'm in a little upstairs apartment. I can't imagine that the piping that goes up to an upstairs apartment um, in a, a home that was built in the 60s, I don't know, the 50s, something, decades ago, before I was born, um, you know, piping hasn't been replaced or renewed or redone or I'm sure I'm drinking some some scandalous water. It's, it's water seen some stuff, you know, been to some clerbs, been filtered through um, bits of mud and rust and made its way up to me. And I'm drinking it. And you know what? Tastes like Aquafina. It's not. But I'm fine with it. I'm not a water connoisseur. Really? Okay, so... <laughs> I tell myself in the middle of the conversation, all right, David, it's your job as a podcast host, especially one that wants to be creative or talk about something creative. It is your job to steer the conversation in a creative direction. And right now I'm having a conversation about my water preferences. Um, rate five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give it a thumbs up on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, for this riveting conversation about H2O and politics. Everything you want in a conversation about creativity, water, and politically charged discourse. All right. I can't make it an hour. There's no way. I'm looking again at the back of my eyelids. I've reached the point of the conversation where the imposter syndrome has grown too large. But now if I open my eyes, how long are we going? Whoa, 33 minutes and 33 seconds. That's great, right? At that point, I think that's what it was. Probably won't be for you. And if you look back, it's probably gonna be like 33 minutes and 28 seconds. Or if I cut out some ums and uhs. Or some annoying rants about water that I went on. Um, you know, maybe it'll be shorter. Maybe it'll be longer. Maybe it will be longer, because am I going to do an intro for this? How do I do an intro introducing myself? Hmm. You will have already known that at this point, right? Because you would have seen or listened to the episode, presumptively, unless this is one of the episodes. Although I do, again, I do know you all exist. Th those who are listening or who have listened, you have made yourselves known to me, and I'm so grateful. Looking at you, Ethan, Emma... Kyle, Matt, Amy. I made up the Amy. There's no Amy. <laughs> Was I lying about all of them? Hmm, maybe I'm the only one who listens to my podcast. David, David, David. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Wow. Okay, now it's... Okay, I must, I must end the podcast. I'm literally speaking to myself in the third person. All right, thank you. What was this episode? Is this going to air? Am I going to put this out there for people to listen to? Really? Do I do it? Check yes or no. Let me know. Do I put this out? If you've already listened to this episode, tell me if you listened to this episode. Tell me if you didn't listen to this episode. If you didn't listen to this episode, let me know. If you can't hear me talking right now, hit me up. This is a garbage podcast. Thank you for listening to the ADH Deep Dive. I'm David. I'm gonna go bump. I'm gonna go shame myself for the next three weeks. Oh wow. We really did it, guys. Peace out.